Hey everybody, grab your Bible, pencil, journal, maybe even a cup of coffee, and join in on the conversation. But first, I would like for you to write this down. Romans 12, verses 1 through 6. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Hey everyone, welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. My name is Kara and I am Dot's daughter and every week we sit down together and we talk through truths and scripture. And in this episode, we are taking a break from reading through the Bible together and we talk about a topic that I feel like everyone probably has wondered about, which is the will of God. What is the will of God? How can we know the will of God? How can we glorify God in our lives? How do we deal with people and glorify God, because as we all know, dealing with people can be difficult, whether the person's difficult or we may not know how to handle a situation or how do we know the will of God is in a situation or how do we glorify him. So we are really glad that you're here. So pull up a chair and listen in. Hey, Kara, have you ever thought, I just wonder what the will of God is for my life? No, never. I'm so sure. (laughs) Probably every other day. <laughs> yeah, so sarcasm for you out there. Mm-hmm. And I know you well, and I know that you want to know what God's will for our lives. And I think the majority of the people that I taught to, that's the desire of their hearts. Yeah. Well, and I, I feel like, you know, with the will of God, it is, I feel like it's a little tricky. Mm-hmm. It's tricky. But, you know, I feel like wanting to know the will of God may not, like, I'm not facing any decisions right now. Like, I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing that I'm, like, specifically praying about. Like, God, what do you want? Like, do you want this for me? Or, like, this, Mm -hmm. like, a specific, like, like, I don't, do you want this job for me? Or do you want that? You know, like, there's not a situation like that that I'm in. But I think a lot of, it's just, you know, God, what is your, do you want this for my life? You know, down the road, like, do you, mm-hmm. do you want this desire in my heart? You know what I mean? Like, so I think for, you know, like our listeners, like it, I would encourage you, you know, don't tap out of the conversation just because if you're not facing a decision, cause I do think a lot of times we think like, oh, what does God want for my life when you're facing a particular decision? But a lot of times it just is, it can be like desires in your heart or, you know, hopes down the road, you know, like that. Well, that's a good point. And I'm glad you brought that up because number one, we know that you did not know what we're going to talk about. And I love the fact that you, you just said what you just said, because the will of God isn't necessarily a decision that you're having to make. Like, you know, do I take this job? And by the way, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you that it is the will of God that you stay with me on this podcast and a couple of years. So <laughs> okay. if you're wondering, if you're wondering about that. So we shouldn't tell people what the will of God is in their lives, but just in case I didn't know, you're telling I'm me. I'm telling you. That's right. That Okay. Good to know. What Thanks. the will of God is. Yeah. So, <laughs> so if you start praying about, should I stay with Cup of Joy or on this podcast, I'm going to go ahead and tell you that that was not God's will. But okay. in reality, as we're teasing about this, a lot of times people think, And they're, like you said, they're like seeking God, like, should I take this job? Should Mm -hmm. I marry this person? Or put my kids in this school. Right, or move, yeah. Move and all that kind of stuff. And I I really believe we make it more 
complicated than it really is. I think that when we step back and we think, what is the will of God? I think it's very, very simple. And I think that God tells us that, you know, the commandment of love me with all your heart and soul. And so as we're reading in Romans where it says, I appeal to you, brothers, he's talking to the Christians, Paul is, uh, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Well, living and sacrifice shouldn't go hand in hand because a sacrifice mm-hmm. is Was it like an oxymoron? Dead. Is that an oxymoron? Yeah. I don't know if that's the right word, but yeah. But what he's saying is your life, like you should be holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. So he also says, do not be conformed to this world. But So that is a little bit a part of something you do. Like, I don't want to look like the world. I don't want to be conformed. I don't want the world to define me. And I don't want the world to make decisions based on what I should or should not do. Because we live in a world that's everybody wants to tell everybody, even in the Christian world, of, Mm -hmm. well, this is what I think God wants for you, or this is Mm -hmm. what I think God will is for you. And I think that what Paul is saying is what the will of God is, is that you uh, worship and love God and you surrender your life to God and how that looks and what area that looks like will be different for everybody. And so as I'm reading Romans 12, for me, I'm like, if I really want to know the will of God, those verses right there tells me, it says, renew your mind, be careful and watch how you think. And the words that people say to you, it says, by the renewing of your mind that you may discern. So I think that God is not trying to uh, keep it from us. I mean, it is God's responsibility to tell us his will. Yeah, like God is not a God of confusion. No. And I think when we are confused, it's, I don't want to say it's not, I mean, because I think we can be confused about a plethora of things, you know, like mm-hmm. confused about a decision or confused, like what is happening in my world or, you know, if your world has been rocked, you know, like that right. can Everything's be. Everything's confusing, yeah, like, Kara. Yeah, so, like, but God is not going to confuse you, you know, mm-hmm. he is not trying to you know, be like hiding the answer underneath, you know, the carpet. And he's like, you know, playing hide and seek, like, okay, you know, you got to go figure it out. No, I think you're right. I think he makes things clear. And when it's not clear, he's not, yeah, like there's, there's something, there's a reason, like it's either Mm -hmm. there's more in the process that he's wanting to do in you or around you or, Mm -hmm. you know, like timing is everything. And yeah, like, you know, setting up the pieces to come together, you know, like we just don't know. So And I think that this is what uh, Paul is saying. He says, renew your mind and discern what the will of God is, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And it's not necessarily what we do. It's about our hearts and it's about what we love and what, uh, what we live for. And I think that, you know, Paul always talked about, you know, no matter what I've done in life, no matter all the things that I've accomplished, nothing is greater to me than the fact that I know that Jesus is the Messiah, that Jesus died and rose again. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, for the sake of the gospel, I'm forever going to proclaim that truth. And so for Paul, it was very clear. I'm going to proclaim the truth. I'm going to tell everyone that Jesus died for their sins and that Jesus rose from the dead and that Jesus wants 
a relationship with us. And that was very clear. Now, how Paul did that and how that expressed itself was totally different. And I love it says um, that he was saying, for by the grace given to me, I say to everyone to not think of himself more highly than he ought to think but to think with sober judgment. And and what he's saying is don't compare yourself. Don't think that what you're doing is better than what someone else is doing. If you are doing something and you're in a position and you are expressing to the people around you that you believe that there is a God and that you love him and that he is the center of your life and by faith that is given to you. And I love that too. It says, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned them. So we don't all have the same amount of faith to do what God's called us to do, that God gives us the faith to do and to trust him to do whatever he's called us to do. Okay, you're looking like you're confused. <laughs> no, I'm not confused. I'm just thinking like, so how how do we know if it's the will of God? You know, like he's it's not going to, it's not in the Bible in terms of, it doesn't say, you know, Kara do this or Kara, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. So how can we know the will of God? Well, I think that this is what he's saying. Renew your mind, put only truth in it. Be careful what you're saying. Ask God to renew your mind. Be sure that you're telling yourself truth, that you're not comparing yourself. You're not trying to prove something. You're not trying to prove that you are somebody based on what you do. But renew your mind in such a way that you are really focusing on God, like, God, what do you want me to do and what is best for me? But the bottom line is that whatever we do, we do for the glory of God. That's what Jesus said. He said, I've come to glorify the Father. And so whatever we do, it will always be the will of God that you glorify him in everything that you're doing. What does that mean? Okay, it means this. If I am going to go work for Chick-fil-A. 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 That's what we used to call Chick-fil-A. Say that I'm going to go and work for Chick-fil-A, which I am not, but just say that I am. Or Krispy Kreme. I'm over at the donut shop. I might as well that would not be a healthy mess. place. I do not. That would no. not be healthy for you. You would go well, and be in a sugar coma. Yes, uh, it probably wouldn't be the wisest thing. But say that I feel like God is saying, you know what? You've got the power to withhold and not eat every donut that comes off the belt. And I say, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to work there. While I'm there, then I need to represent. I need to be what I believe is loving engaging with the people, accepting them and embracing them. I need to be a a light among the people that I'm working with. Like how you treat people. Mm -hmm. Yes, and how you treat them and how you act toward them. Yeah, like not not cheating the people or not, you know. And just honoring them. And so I can do anything and go anywhere. But if I'm there, the will of God is always for me to represent him well and to live as if I have a God that I love and adore and to be able to be faithful to my desire to glorify him and not to just go along with the crowd, not, you know, not, I wouldn't say judge them, but you have to be careful that you live differently because most people believe that Christians 
should live differently than the world. And that is exactly what Paul said, do not be conformed to this world. And, you know, when Jesus was about to die, Kara, he went and he prayed and he prayed for the disciples. He prayed for himself. But one of the things that was really on Jesus's heart was, you know, I pray for these people, my children that will come to me because of the testimony and because of the message of the disciples that they were true to the gospel. And because they were true to the gospel and it spread all over the world and we've come to know Jesus, what Jesus was saying, because of those people, and they didn't see me, but they've heard about me. But I'm praying that the world will not be in them. He says, I wish that I could take them out of the world, but I can't. Therefore, I pray that the world will not be in them. So I think that the will of God, number one, is that as we are in this world and we're living in this world, no matter what we're doing, whether we're a mom or we are a single or if we're married, you know, if we're a grandmother, whatever role that God has placed us in, I think that the will of God is that we would glorify him, that we would reflect who Jesus is by the way we act, by the way we love, by the decisions and the choices that we make. Now, I'm not saying that you go to work with a cross, not, you know. to be perfect, yeah. Yeah, you know, wooden cross back on your back, but. Yeah, here's my thoughts on that. Okay. Is, I agree. Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> but I think that it's not even something that we do. Like, I don't think that it is like, okay, I'm going to glorify God today. I think it is just keeping your eyes on the Lord and you will glorify God, you know, like staying close to him and communion with him, you know, like in prayer. And then just because I think when it's like you're walking hand in hand with him, when you are, you know, in prayer or reading scripture or, you know, when you are desiring and wanting to glorify him, I think we don't have to go in and make sure we handle everything perfectly or don't make a mistake or, you know, whatever, but it's just, however you handle a situation or, you know, it's just letting that flow out of you, you know, like letting, I don't know all the fruits of the spirit, but you know, like patience Mm -hmm. and self-control and kindness and gentleness. And like, I guess what I'm trying to say is, and I I feel like you probably agree with me. It's not another thing to do. Like it's not Mm -hmm. up to us to glorify him. Like God will be glorified through us. I think, I think he does it through us when our hearts are in tune with him, when we are, you know, leaning on him and trusting him to be glorified through us, if that makes sense. Yes. Basically, what you're saying is you don't put on your to-do list today. Today, I'm going to forgive somebody. Today, I'm going to act really Christian-like. Or today, I've decided I'm going to love somebody. Right. It's you not know, And then you're going to mark it off. Right. right. And, and what you're saying, and I do agree, is that if you're abiding in Christ, and Christ is your life, and you are seeking Him with all your heart, automatically those things will become a reality. They will become second mm-hmm. nature to you. You'll right. do this. And I'm reminded of, you know, James. And when James said, you say you have faith, great. Show me your faith, mm-hmm. and I'll show you my faith based on my works. That's not meaning that we have to do all that we feel like a Christian should do. But it means that if you have faith and you are trusting God, like you said, it'll automatically be your choices. It'll right. 
it'll be your second nature to say, I need to forgive that person or I need to love that person. Well, and even I feel like it's it's so much more than even how you respond or react to people or, you know, like what you're saying. I think it's just how we live, how we live our lives. Like I would venture to say that we don't really realize how much we are being watched, especially when people Mm -hmm. know that we are followers of Jesus or Mm -hmm. do love Jesus. I'm just like thinking of my gym. Like I am there every day Mm -hmm. (laughs) for a couple hours. It's my favorite place in Nashville. And you know, there it's a it's a CrossFit gym. There's it's unbelievable. You know, people who don't believe in Jesus and all over. The, you know, like it's a very it's not a Christian environment. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. And you don't go exercise at the church. I know I do, I do not, and I don't go in with you know carrying a cross and I don't know. You know, like I mm-hmm. I just live I just live, and there are a couple believers there. But I was just thinking of this particular instance when that long ago and. I was talking with someone who I, I, I'm fairly confident they're not a believer. Um, I'm not 100% sure. I didn't ask them mm-hmm. if they were going to heaven or hell. But <laughs> um, but I, I don't think that they are. I don't believe, think that they believe in Jesus. But I was just talking about my life. And I was just saying, you know, for me, they know that I'm going through a hard time right now. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, you know, for me, I have immense peace. But I also have immense, I'm in immense pain mm-hmm. at the same time because— you know, I have peace because I just feel like God, you know, just God has given me this peace. And I'm just like talking, it's just, I'm just talking about it for me. I'm not saying anything about the other person. I'm not saying if you want this peace too, mm-hmm. you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's You're just, just these moments. Your life. Yeah. I'm just saying like, this is what I'm doing. You know, like I'm praying, I'm relying on God to get me through this or whatever. I'm not saying anything about you. And there's just the look on their face where I, as I was all saying it, I wasn't really thinking because I was just, mm-hmm. it was an expression of where I'm at naturally. I wasn't, I didn't go in that day thinking, I'm going to share Jesus. I just mm-hmm. was going, I just was talking about this is what's going on in my life and Jesus is a part of my life. Mm-hmm. And he's the only reason why I can wake up in the morning right now. And mm-hmm. so anyway, but I was just like this look on their face. And I, like, as I was talking, I was realizing what I was saying and being like, oh, wow, like I'm. I was almost shocked that I was even saying that because I am, I don't like conflict. So I don't want anyone to feel uncomfortable. You know, like I can mm-hmm. err on the side of, I don't want to like say anything, you know, because I don't know if the, where this person believes or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was just talking out of my heart. And I feel like I was just thinking of that example of like, I wasn't trying to glorify God in that moment, but I think that I did because I just sure. was talking out of, you know, my where I'm at. And if they were to said like, oh, well, I believe, you know, Satan gets me through my day, I would have been like, I don't great for you, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) You know, like if they had, my point being, if they had come back with they believing something completely different, you know, it is what it is. Well, actually what you're saying is that you were just being you, that this is you. This is what you are expressing. You're just sharing how you are coping with what's going on in your life. And it, happen to be that you're trusting God and that's what you said because mm-hmm. that's you. And I and I do think that when you are abiding in Christ and when you are, you know, every single day choosing to worship and love God above everything else, I do think it overflows. But I do feel that there is certain things that we have to be careful with. I don't think mm-hmm. when we do these things it makes us a Christian. But when we do these things, I think 
it just represents that we are a believer because this will be totally opposite of what most uh, people will be like. And so we want to certainly want to make decisions. And and I'm not saying, and I, and I get what you're saying, Carol, is that you don't want to say, oh, now today I've got to really act like a good Christian because, mm-hmm. you know, there are lost people right. around. I mean, but I, there are things you need to do. Right. Well, and I think that that's where it's like, God, help me to glorify you today. You know, mm-hmm. like, how do I show me moments where maybe I could... I mean, part sometimes that's going to someone and apologizing. You know, like mm-hmm. it's not, it's not. We're not going to handle things perfectly every time. Right. We're right, and we're going to hurt people because I don't know any. Like I know I've hurt people. You, you know, like it just is going to happen. So it's not like you have to live this life of perfection or you know never hurting someone or whatever. But if it's like you know realizing, like oh wow, I think I hurt this person. Like going and asking for mm-hmm. forgiveness or you know it's not. It's just being sensitive. Yeah, like in asking God, like, God, show me how I can glorify you and show me where I maybe did not glorify you well in a situation or, you know, show me if there's anything in my heart that I think that's, you know, it's not an easy prayer, but, you know, Mm -hmm. asking God to show you, show me any transgressions in my heart that need to go or, Mm -hmm. you know. That doesn't represent him. Yeah, because sometimes it's not always... Sometimes we don't always see it, but I I think, you know, if there's something in your heart that, you know, if there's pride in your heart or selfishness or unforgiveness or bitterness, shame, I don't, yeah, like mm-hmm. whatever, it, it may not, it may not have come out yet. I mean, I think anything in our heart comes out eventually, but I think even that, you know, asking God, like glorify, even if no one else can see it. God can mm-hmm. see what's in your heart and asking him, like, God, show me what's in my heart that maybe isn't glorifying you, even if it's not even being seen by anyone else yet. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I love this part in uh, Romans 12. It says, let love be genuine. I think that's what you're saying. Abhorred what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer and contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Now, those are really hard things. And I think that when you view it as this is an opportunity for me to love someone just as they are, to accept them as they are, because Jesus did that for me, that I can do this as an act of worship. I do want to say you can accept someone and not accept what they're doing, what they're doing. So I just want to like that, you know, that we probably won't, we don't have time to dive into all that right now, but I just like, we can love someone and also disagree with maybe how they are living their life or maybe a decision they've made or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Actually, that's what that was saying. Abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good. So it never says when you love someone, that you are going to love some of the things that they do. It says, you know, be genuine, abhor what is evil, but love one another with brotherly affection. And so it's not like he's what you're saying. It's not like you just say, I'm just going to love you and embrace everything that you do. It says, no, like you should hate mm-hmm. evil. But, but it's so hard as a believer and as a follower of Jesus to put those things 
in action is to apply those things in your life. It's hard not to judge people. It's hard to mm-hmm. embrace people where they are and love them, even though you disagree with their behavior. Those are hard. So the right. way that I want to say that what I want to say is that what if we did it as Paul was saying and say, I can do this through the Holy Spirit and, you know, that will empower me to do this. But instead of feeling like a slave you know, oh, it's always me that's forgiving or it's always me that's kind, you know, beginning to, you know, feel sorry for ourselves because it's because we're the ones that's doing what we believe is what God wants us to do. But what if we did what Paul was saying and say, God, I do this as a sacrifice, as a living sacrifice. I'm going to do this as worship to you. So it's not really about these people. It's not really about what you're doing, what you're not doing, or what you're having to endure, what somebody's done something to you, and how you feel like you need to turn. But just to say and start the day and say, hey, God, you know what? This is an opportunity for me to worship you. And and I would like to say, pay attention to your own speck in your own eye, or, you know, pay attention Mm -hmm. to what, just pay attention to yourself. You know, like, Mm -hmm. I think that's where it's like, and maybe it's a little bit of a, a wound I have, but it's like mm-hmm. you can see how someone's living, but let God deal with that person. You mm-hmm. know, like unless they have given you access to their life to say, hey, please speak to this. It's like mm-hmm. just just yeah. get the, not the speck in your head, the log in your own eye. That's what mm-hmm. it is. Pray for them, you know, like or or just let God. Well, and, and that's hard. And I, yeah. and I think that that's what Paul is saying. This is a sacrifice. This is a living sacrifice. This is when you have to die to your own thoughts, to your own personality sometimes of, I want to tell them what to do and when to do it and how to do it. Like, you know, I'm going to go in there and set them straight, or I'm going to go and do to them what they've done to me. I mean, that's just the natural thing. So I think Paul is saying die to that. And then instead of feeling like you're just this wonderful godly, you know, person, do it not because it's trying to make you feel better about yourself, but that you're doing these things as a sacrifice, that you're giving those things to God and saying, God, I can worship you by doing this. I think I think it would just change our whole mentality. Now, it's not going to make you a Christian and it's not going to make you godly. You may do godly things and still not be a god- godly. Because being godly means I have uh, accepted Jesus as my Savior and that He has— well, God, uh, Yeah, God makes us godly. We don't make God us makes godly. us godly. Yes, yeah. and things don't make us godly. Right. Doing Christian things do not make us godly. It just means those are godly things that you're doing. But with the mentality, and it says renew your mind. In other words, when you're in a situation and you're living in life and you're dealing with people and you're— di- dealing with certain situations and people are going to hurt you and you're going to hurt other people. How do you deal with that? What is the will of God in that? And what he's saying is, think of it in a way that I'm doing this. This is an opportunity, God, for me to worship you. I can give this to you. I can Mm -hmm. sacrifice my right to be right, to be close to someone. I can, I can give this up. I can die to self as a, that's a living sacrifice. I can die to self. And I, I'm not saying to be a doormat. I'm not saying let everybody treat you any certain way. I, that's not what I'm saying. Right. What I'm saying is just a mindset. It's just renewing your mind. It's just saying, you know, God, I believe this is your will for me. And that is that I 
represent you well. That I live in such a way that everything I do glorifies you. I think that that is all through scripture. Right. It starts One, from the very beginning of even creation declares the glory of God. We're his creation. We should declare the glory of God. Yeah. When I think that goes back to what I was saying earlier of like, you do that through communion with him, you know, mm-hmm. like that's right. You, you can't, you, do it you, on really, your own. you can't do it on your own and you can't do it on, if you don't know, if you don't know him, you know, like if mm-hmm. you're not getting to know him, if you're not, you know, spending time with him, even if it's, you know, like, Tim, it's not like you have to go read your Bible for 10 hours. I mean, we all know I'm behind him on Bible reading. <laughs> but <laughs> this is true. I think, but I still am in communion with the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're like, I guess I'm just thinking like if you're still listening and it's like, well, I still don't know how to do it. It's like, you don't know how to do just being in communion with the Lord, like you're saying. And well, it is an overflow. Renewing your mind. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. It's like, just it will splash yeah. out. Whatever right. is in will always splash out. If you're bitter, it's going to splash out on somebody. If you're loving, it's going to splash out on somebody. What is in always comes out. And so I believe that what God is saying is to be mindful that when you're doing these things, when you're loving someone unconditionally, when you're with someone to honor them because they're my child or because they're, you know, a child of God, that God created them, whether they know God or not. Like Mm -hmm. if you're with people or you're with someone, to honor them, just maybe for the fact that God created them. They may not love him. They may not care about him. They may not care anything about what he says. But when we look at people and know that we were made in the image of God, we're supposed to honor everyone. And that's hard to do. You can't do it in your own strength. Right. And so that's sometimes what you're honoring saying. someone is not is not saying anything, you know, like it's keeping your mouth mm-hmm. shut or it's not interjecting, whatever, you know, like it's not saying what you reacting really and wanting to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like sometimes and that, yeah. Like, and I think especially for women that can be hard. Yeah. And it, it can be. And I think again, we're, you know, go ahead as we're in this conversation. I just want to say to you that it's listening to our conversation. We're not saying that you are to be okay with everything that someone else is doing. Sometimes that tough love is to be able to to love them and not approve of everything that they do. They may not understand that because that's not the way the world works, but that's the way God works. And never once did God ever tell us to be okay with sin. You know, I hear everybody say all the time, well, Jesus was always with the sinners. He was, but he didn't become one. Right. So the yeah. fact that well, and he didn't go around calling out everyone's sin either. You know, like he didn't go around being like your sin is this and this and that. You know, like mm-hmm. he didn't go around calling it out. It was people who invited him into those moments. People, those are the ones that he said, "Yeah, stop doing that. Turn from that and repent." You know, like it's the people who invited him in, and I think that was one of the most loving things he did too. Is he did do that? But I will say this. Okay. The Pharisees did not invite him in, oh, and he well, called yeah, them. He called them whitewashed graves, meaning right. you look good, you know, you look good on the outside, but inside you're dead. Right. But here's the difference between. There's a lot of difference between well, me and we're you not and Jesus. God. Then. That's right. <laughs> yeah. so, but here's here's the here's the difference: is Jesus could see their heart. We can't. Right. Right. We see their actions. Right. We see 
how they're responding. We see what they're doing. And we come up with the conclusion that we know their right. heart. Right. Well, we don't. But only Jesus does. So what we need to do is let God be God. Let God be God and deal with them. But for us, and I think this is the best way to know God's will. I think it's the best way to protect our hearts. I think it's the best way to show the world that we do have a God and we love him and we've given our lives to him is by choosing to give up our right to be right so that we can be close. That's what Jesus did. I've said this over and over again. Jesus gave up his right. He could have not come to earth. He didn't have to. He didn't have to die. He gave up his right so that he could be close to us, so that we could be close to God. And as we deal with people, sometimes the most loving thing you can do and the most glorifying thing you can do to God is to walk away from those people because these people may pull you down. Jesus did that. Jesus would see that this, they're not going to want him. Jesus could see their heart. Jesus knew that they did not seek him for the right reasons, and he would slip away. They didn't know where he was. He would get on a boat. They're like looking for him, all of these things. So not once does God tell us to stay constantly with people that are going in the wrong direction, that is going in opposite direction. But he always says for us to love them and to accept them and not judge them, you know, as feeling like you're better than they are. Because we never know what we would do if we didn't trust God. And I think that what you're saying, Kara, is, you know, as long as God is the most important one in your heart, and you continue to seek a close relationship with him, you really won't have to worry about your actions because you'll just automatically do what is what you feel God would want you to do. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it'll flow out. Yeah, it just flows out mm-hmm. and splashes out on that. So as you know, as I think about Paul and he's saying about living sacrifice, don't compare yourself, renew, n- renew your mind. It, as we said, we don't believe that it is necessarily what we do as being the will of God. It is more about our heart. It's more about what we love. It's more about what we value. It's more about our relationship with Christ, that that is the will of God. But if that is true, and that is our heart, and that is what we want more than anything else, we will abhor what is evil. We will love people that are unlovely and unlovable. And we will do what we believe is the right thing that would most glorify God. That'll automatically happen. But I think that for me, as I was reading this, I was just thinking, you know, so many people want to know what the will of God is. It's not that complicated. It's just loving him with all your heart and staying close and walking with him. And when you walk with him, he'll lead you to his heart. And I believe that is his will. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad that you could be a part of our conversation. To continue the conversation, you can find Dot on social media at Dot Bowen or visit her website, dotbowen.com. Subscribe, like, and share with your friends, and we will see you next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen.